This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The winter period is well and truly here as City play a fourth match against a top six team in as many games. But with a host of absentees, Pep Guardiola will have a selection headache at Villa Park this evening. It's Wednesday, December 6th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Joe Butterfield. And this is the City Report Podcast. Welcome back to the show, listeners. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Still still reeling from the Tottenham game at the weekend. I feel like even though there's a big game uh, ahead of us this evening, all the talking points are still coming from you know the refereeing decisions and the, the lack of control and the, the injuries and the suspensions. Um, we will discuss all of that this evening. But if you're looking for more in-depth analysis of the Tottenham game, go back, listen to yesterday's episode, listen to Monday's episode um, for all of that nonsense. But Joe, we have to turn our attention to Aston Villa this evening. Um, as I said in the intro, the games are coming thick and fast. It's it's really is the winter period now, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's it's actually come at a really poor t- like of all the weeks where I don't want a midweek fixture to come in. Um, this is this is probably it. Um, a lot of times when you have a bad a bad result, um, I remember saying this after the Chelsea game. You kind of want another midweek game to come after that to sort of get it out of your system. But I feel like after the run of a few of them that we've had where there's been maybe disappointing results at the end of it, you don't really then want to go into a team like Aston Villa midweek when we just come off the back of, like you say, a couple of players are going to be out, a couple of players are going to be suspended. Um, So it feels like as far as timing for a game like this goes, if we were just going straight into, like, say, a Bournemouth or something like that, a team that we could be, you know, we should be comfortably looking at, at, at beating, I would feel fine with this with this uh, fixture coming up. But yeah, Aston Villa on their current form versus 
Manchester City in our current form, it's it's not the most comfortable midweek fixture you can ask for. Yeah, you said it there. You know, Villa are a point behind City in the standings and, and at the moment well and truly in the title race. How long they can sustain that is is yet to be determined. They'll have um, European knockout fixtures come 2024. But um, at the moment, you know, they have to be taken seriously as a as a contender. But I think where we have to turn our attention is is to City's squad at the moment, which is getting thinner and thinner by the week. And um, a couple of petulant yellow cards uh, in the Tottenham game from Jack Grealish and, and Rodri has both of them suspended for this game. We're going to have no Jeremy Doku uh, after the injury he picked up against Spurs. We're um, at time of recording, which is on Tuesday. So we may have more news by Wednesday when you're listening to this. Um, the the extent of his injury is yet to be determined. So um, as you said, it's it's not only is it a bad time with City's current form, but it's a bad time with the, with the state of the squad at the moment. Um, fortunately, John Stones is coming back into the picture and um, we've talked plenty in the past about just how vital he is to the way that City play um, in, in these last few seasons. Um, so that's a huge bonus. But let's let's kind of dive into how City may set up this evening because, as I said, a couple of key absentees. I think we have to start with the Rodri situation. I've had one experiment that went very poorly earlier in the season when he was suspended for three games. Um, we got to see, I think, three different combinations in those games, right? We saw Calvin Phillips as a like-for-like replacement. We saw Kovacic and Nunez together. And we saw Kovacic and Rico Lewis at the Emirates. So is one of those three the best option to deal with a Rodri absence? Is it a combination? Is it something we haven't seen yet? Um, should we just forfeit the game? What is the best option here? I think I think you've kind of already mentioned that obviously Stones coming back is going to be huge because I think a large part of what fills a large one of the few players on the pitch who can do a lot of the stuff that Rodri does, or certainly certainly enough of it to a good enough level where we might not miss him quite as terribly as we otherwise would, is John Stones, which is absolutely crazy to say considering that he's a centre-back. But obviously when we didn't have Rodri the early part of the season, it was um, it was we, we didn't have Stones to call upon, so it made it even worse. But I think with Stones being able to move in to that central midfield, hopefully if you can just consider him as playing as the Rodri replacement, obviously he isn't completely because he'll be moving into centre-back and there'll be... Other, other things that come with that. I actually, so I I do not like Calvin Phillips or think he is good enough for the team. However, one time, the, the, the main strength that Calvin Phillips has, certainly when I've watched him, is playing for England as, as part of a double pivot. And if that's what, and if, and if, and if we're in a position where John Stones and Calvin Phillips essentially become a double pivot for Manchester City, then... I actually think I could be okay with that. Um, I still would much rather see a Rico Lewis or a Kovacic or or someone play instead of Calvin Phillips. But if that's what Pep is going to do, and I think he was asked in his press conference, and I think he he gave an answer that I think someone asked it was it something like um, will this game be be a big opportunity for Calvin Phillips? And he said yes. So I don't know whether that means that Pep's kind of already telling everyone that he's going to start or if he's saying to Calvin Phillips, if you impress me in the next day or two, you can maybe be involved in this game. I don't, I, I don't know. He's probably, he's probably already made his mind up on who he's going to play realistically. Um, but I think if, if it is Calvin Phillips, 
I think him alongside John Stones in like a, what is effectively a double pivot while they're on the pitch, I think I could be okay with that. But ultimately, I still think I'd prefer to see somebody else. I would prefer Rico Lewis to play there if I'm being perfectly honest. But I think in the last sort of month or two, we've seen Lewis has been deployed when he's in midfield. He's been employed sort of much further up the pitch. So I don't think he's suddenly then going to get dropped into like the number six position or anything like that. It feels like it's going to be a straight it's going to be a straight decision between either Calvin Phillips or, or Kovacic, realistically. And I don't really know where my money's going to be. I think probably Calvin Phillips based on his press conference answer. But if it is Kovacic, then then cool. But John Stones being in is the biggest factor, really. Is there a world in which, and we discussed City's defensive woes on yesterday's episode and on Monday's episode, um, you know, it's what, I think, nine, ten goals conceded in the last three games. Um, is there a world in which John Stones comes into midfield naturally and there are still four defenders behind him? Because we've seen that before. I think it was the 20, I want to say 2019-20, maybe 2021, um, in which he did play as a holding midfielder on his own. Now, the, the system yeah. back then was wildly different. There was a false nine and um, tons of other factors that that don't translate to 2023. Um, but is there a world in which, because he seems to be at his best stepping into midfield, where Akanji and Diaz are still behind him, or Ake and Diaz are still behind him, and he just genuinely plays as a midfielder? I don't think I'd like to see it, mainly because I am still not convinced by Akanji doing that. And I think if John Stones is going to be the one who plays in midfield, then that means that realistically it's going to be Akanji coming out from centre-back to sort of join him. Let me let me clarify. Was- let me clarify. I don't think... What I'm suggesting involves oh, no that, that inverted happen. defender. Because, yeah. you know, City didn't do it at the start of this season. It was a double pivot of Kovacic and Rodri for most of the start of this season. And the performances may have been a bit more stodgy and they weren't creating as many chances, but they were getting results left and right. And they weren't leaking goals the way they have been the last few weeks. Is is that something that Pep should be considering to going back and taking one of the front five and sticking them in midfield? Obviously not the same player, but replacing one of those five attacking players. um, Yeah. That you know, you Andrew Amos Luke on on the last few episodes have all complained about and said you know it's it's relinquishing way too much control to the other team. So um, why haven't we seen City return to that? Given it was getting results earlier in the season. Well, yeah, that, I, I I completely agree with that. To be honest, I think um, I think that would make a lot of sense. And I think with with having obviously with the docu injury being the way that it is you've you've kind of already got your decision made for you in terms of like moving one of the attacking players out um obviously i would prefer to see oh god no Grealish is suspended isn't he so he can't even go back in so again you, you well then you, you literally double down on having nobody to sort of put in that position on the pitch so yeah i mean that point- in, in attack right the only option is a front four and however you set them up of foden bernardo Alvarez Holland, right? Holland, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think at that point you've you've got one of the one of the five. You, you don't have enough to to play five. Yeah. So we've kind yeah. of been your 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 hand is kind of forced at that point to then move it back, which I I would personally very much like to see it against this Aston Villa team in particular with the the, the midfield that they've got and how they've been performing this season. I think we we kind of need to we don't need I don't want to see us doing. And it's kind of what's annoyed me about the last few games that we've played. I don't really want to see us playing what is effectively a, a, a midfield two 
in the sense of in the sense of Alvarez isn't isn't Alvarez isn't a top a, a, a proper he's not going to do the defensive work that a midfielder would do in terms of like dropping back to between the center backs and stuff like that and coming right back to Edison to collect the ball so you are effectively playing a midfield too when he's on the pitch and that's been what's so annoying when we're playing against teams that have very good midfields um, for us to still be doing that is a bit strange and obviously Aston Villa are kind of showing this season that they are one of those teams that have a very good midfield. We should be matching that. We should be going three in the midfield in the, in the middle if that's going to be the case. And like you say, if that means that John Stones plays in centre mid alongside Kovacic and pff, who's the other midfield that you'd put in there? I don't know, but like the but but if you're gonna have if you're gonna have, I would personally prefer to see three. And like you say, have it look maybe a little bit stodgier, maybe less chances are created. But for me. I'm fine with the chances that we create because we do create, even in those early games, we created plenty of chances where Haaland could have buried games. And that's mm. kind of been a running theme this season that games could be dead and buried if Haaland was putting away the many sitters that we've put on plates for him. Yeah, he's and he's that's shite, very, isn't he? He's, he's, he's awful. He's awful. He's having a terrible season. Get rid of him. Um, but yeah, so I think, it's, I think it's very much a case of, you know, we will create the chances no matter what. It's not a case of if we, if we take out one of that front five we've suddenly got no creativity at all. Like we will still put chances on plates for, 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 for players, but I will happily see us shore up the defensive side of things to reduce that by maybe 10, 15% if that's what it takes. All right. So before we go for a quick break, let's, um, let's piece together a kind of predicted 11 here. So Ederson and goal Walker right back. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now we come to it. Does John Stones step into midfield from center back, or does he help with the absence of Rodri as a natural midfielder? I, I, I don't. I personally don't think he will do that. I think he'll probably go in right back in at center back. Yeah, I agree. I, I think as much as we'd like to see it, I think he will. I think he will just step back straight into his role. So Stones and Diaz partnership. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think Ake has to come back in. Yeah, you know, that's something we haven't talked about much. I think Luke mentioned it on yesterday's episode that, you know, Gavardi all kind of hit the ground running at the beginning of the season, but he's really tailed off, hasn't he? Mm, yeah, and it's and it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's the same conversation we've been having about Jeremy Doku, a, a 21, 22-year-old coming into this squad. Obviously, obviously with Gavardi all, there's a bit more of a conversation to be had around the price tag. Obviously, he cost us like 70-odd 70, 70 million, I think nearly 80 million it was that he cost. So expectations are... A high with him, and obviously yeah. with the hype, with the hype that came in from obviously the, the the time he's had at Leipzig, it's maybe there's less patience with him than than with someone like Doku. But I think <clears throat> I think that he's he's struggled in the last few games, and that's not a, as that's not necessarily a slight on him. He's come up against some very good teams in his last few games that he's played for us. But I just think that Ake is much more defensively solid. Um, which which makes sense when you consider how long Ake has been here for and how like he's basically the system is all second nature to him at this point, isn't it? And that's why it's maybe surprised me that he hasn't played against why he didn't play against Spurs at the weekend. But I think that the fact he didn't play means that hopefully he should he should be stepping into this Aston Villa game because um, yeah, if there's anything we need right now, it's defensive solidity. So I would just go, I'd go straight back to the treble winning back four from last season just. Walker, Stones, Diaz, Ake, just just get it out there. Just just get it out there. Now it's all available, and just you know, straight back to what we know. Yeah, I think you know, Gavardiol. Part of his issues the last few weeks is definitely down to the fact that City are just giving up 
counterattacks left and right as well. And he's had to do a lot more 1v1 defending than we saw from Ake and Akanji and Walker and Stones last season because they prevented those counterattacks um, a lot better than they have been. But let's keep going with the with this potential 11 for tonight's game. Um, into midfield, I, I, I think... I'm going to I'm going to say Pep's not bluffing about Calvin Phillips and I think it may be a double pivot of Kovacic and Cal- and Calvin Phillips. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah, that would be it. I think like you say he's you aren't it would be very cruel to when asked if Calvin Phillips has got a chance in this game to say yes in the press conference and then not play him. So I think it's pretty much nailed on that he's going to be he's going to be involved. Um and I think yeah, if you're going to if do you still do a double pivot if you're going to have John Stones coming out from centre back? Well, I, I think, don't think I think that works out well because if if John, I, I I think it's hard to call it a double pivot. I think what what really happens is the double pivot becomes Stones and Phillips, and that's the defensive shield. And then Kovacic can Kovacic kind of moves up can, and down. can go forward yeah. a bit, which is which is what he does best. He can carry the ball and he can play those those line breaking passes. If if he's you know, stuck trying to plug up midfield, and that kind of eliminates everything that he's good at. Um, yeah. So I think that makes sense that if Stones is stepping into midfield, then he has a bit more license to go forward and become that extra man in attack. Now that do we, you, do you maybe think for me it might be a choice between Kovacic and Lewis? Do you think maybe Lewis gets put into this game, or is it? Is I it- think he goes with Kovacic because I would imagine Pep thinks. Calvin Phillips needs some help, and I think the better help in the situation is your multi Champions League winning, yeah, yeah. twenty nine yeah. year old midfielder. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, front four picks itself. Bernardo yeah, on the picks. right, Alvarez in the middle, behind Holland. I'd love to see Alvarez. On the left. I'd love to see Alvarez get a rest, but it just doesn't seem to be happening for him, does it? It seems like Pep is just playing him every minute he can send his way, and. I think the only the only alternative is that maybe Rico Lewis does come in as the eight, and that and that Alvarez is genuinely given a rest. Or do but we see think, a little uh, Norwegian partnership and Oscar Bob comes in? Oof! I mean, that would be, be that great. would be interesting. That would be it. Would be good. It would be interesting. But I, I still, I think, I also think maybe because we're on the back end of this tough run of fixtures, that maybe this is where he just goes right. Alvarez, get this done. And then the weekend is an easier game, and that's when you can maybe get your rest. But um, realistically, it's going to be that front four, and it's going to be it's going to be Foden, Bernardo, Alvarez, and, and Haaland. That's just that's just what it's always been. All right, that'll do for part one. Stay right where you are. We'll be back to discuss the magnitude of this game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you are new here, please hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review unless it is a shit one. That is the best way for us to get this show out to more blues like you. All right, last few minutes here, Joe. Is this a must-win game? So we had the discussion. Uh, there was a discussion around the Spurs game, wasn't it? Like, is that must win? And yeah. and and it kind of it felt like it was for a different reason, and it was more because we were coming off the back of having dropped points to Liverpool and Chelsea. And it's like you've got to beat one of these big six teams that we're coming up against. Seen as the only one that we've beat so far is United, and obviously we lost to Arsenal. So you've kind of come up against the other three in quick succession and not beat a single one. Um, I think in this in this instance, to lose it would be really bad. I think maybe because of the absences that we've got, you could forgive a draw, but I personally don't want to see Arsenal and Liverpool sort of edge that lead out against us even more than they already have. We need to... If, if we're in touching distance by the end of the Christmas period, then I back us to, to definitely be, you know, taking it to the wire if we aren't winning it. Um, but I think we can't really, given that we're going away for the Club World Cup in a couple of weeks as well, we can't really be affording to drop more points here so that when we come back from that, when everyone else has played a couple of games that we've not been around for, suddenly, even though mathematically we still have games in hand, ultimately we're in fifth because we're like 12 points off the top of the table. We can't really, we don't really want to find ourselves in that position. So is it is it must win in the sense that if we don't win, we're not winning the title? No. But is it must win in the sense that we've just got to win a fucking game at some point? Like, yes, absolutely. Like, we've 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 got to just win and just get it any way we can. If it's one nil and it bounces off Harlan's ass, I I don't care. Like, it just needs to. It just needs to be a win. Yeah, and and at the time of recording, um, Arsenal have yet to kick off against Luton this evening. So when you're listening to this, you'll already know the result of that. So, but City could be six points out of first. Um, you know, at kickoff this evening. So I, I agree. It's not, it's not must win in a sense that you're obviously not mathematically eliminated. And as we've seen from, from, you know, plenty of, of Pep Guardiola city seasons in the past until city are mathematically eliminated, they are well within the title race. My concern is this, the points that we've dropped recently have been two of them have been home, home games against top six teams. And those were the game. Those were the big momentum games last season. Liverpool 4-1, um, the, the home game against Arsenal, um, the home game against Spurs was a big momentum builder, the come-from-behind victory. Um, yeah. And and City's form away from home against top six teams was not very good last season. You know, loss at Liverpool, loss at Old Trafford, loss at Spurs, obviously, but that's, you know, that's default. Um, so that's where my concern comes is, you're now going into the back half of the season. You still have to go to Anfield. You still have to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Is there any concern in that some of the fixtures that last season were the big momentum builders have already come and gone and City didn't pick up three points in them? Yeah, definitely. That was what that was the biggest sort of disappointment for me about the Liverpool and Spurs games is that those two, the reverse fixtures of those two are absolutely not bankers for us to get points if anything they're games where it's especially Spurs if we come away from Spurs with one point I will be absolutely over the moon like I'm I'm I'm, that's great but Anfield 
we've actually got a pretty good record against Liverpool in the league. Like we don't lose at Anfield, but do we mm-hmm. win? Like no, not really. Um, I think that I think that, the, that that's the biggest. And, and the other thing as well about it is that we're dropping points that we didn't drop last season. Like if you look at this, if you were to look at it in sort of like a comparison of of Liverpool at home this season versus Liverpool away last season, we're minus two points. Likewise with Spurs. Likewise with Arsenal at the Emirates. Like these are the ga- like you say, these are the games that we've played and we've and we've and we've dropped points compared to last season, which doesn't by any sort of mathematical means mean that we aren't going to end up on a similar points total to last season. Although I don't think we will. I think it's probably going to be sort of like a low to mid eighties kind of season given the way that it's panned out. Um just comes down to whether that's enough from everyone else's point of view. But yeah, it's 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 a concern that we're dropping points at last season, like you say, they were they were they were ones that not only they were momentum for us for the rest of the season, but there were points that where we're looking at it now and we're thinking, right, so we've got one point out of Liverpool and we'll be very happy if we get two. And with Spurs it's gonna be a miracle if we get two. And it's like these are the teams that you need to beat, given that they're gonna be our competition at the end of the season for us to then sort of come to it and be like, right, well, you know, how many times have we had like the end of the season come to our head to head record against whoever it is that we've come up against at the table? Like obviously twenty twelve against United was a big one. Liverpool in 2014, Liverpool in 2019, like Arsenal last season, like going to there and beating them at the Emirates was like massive. Like it absolutely killed them for the rest of the season. Like you've got to send out a message to your top six team, that's top six rivals, or or certainly your title contenders. And and currently this season, if you consider Liverpool and Arsenal are going to be the two title contenders that we've got, we've I mean we've failed to send any kind of message to them. So. I think yeah, we've got a. If we aren't going to beat those teams, we need to absolutely steamroll the rest of the league. And as as much as Aston Villa look very good right now, that's the kind of team where you've got to begin that run of steamrolling teams. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, you know, a trip to what is a very good Aston Villa team uh, is a perfect place to to kind of get the ball rolling again and get some momentum. Um, before we get out of here, Joe, we're going to do one thing. Who am I? Yes. I know it's just one of you, but I, I'm not getting you and another person on often enough. So this <laughs> will just be you competing with the listeners and everybody will have to be on the honor system. Cool. All right, listeners, by now you should probably know the rules to this game. Joe, I know you know the rules. I have a city player past or present. I'm going to reveal clues about this player one by one. And it is up to you at home and you, Joe, to get the player as quickly as you possibly can. All right. Are you ready for clue number one? I am. Let's uh, let's be having you. Who am I? City was one of five English clubs I played for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely nothing I can do with that one. So, <laughs> City was one of five English clubs I played for. My senior career... Lasted 22 years. God, James Milner's still going, isn't he? I can't, I can't say him. <laughs> yes, he, um, this is this is not an active player. Yeah, um, I'll have to pass. I'll wait for the next one. I scored my debut goal for City against Blackburn Rovers. No. No, right. this is great podcasting. Just dead silence. No, nothing, nothing, nothing. All right. The only senior trophy 
I ever won was the Copa del Rey. Oh God! Right. So, so they weren't here when we were good, and they played in Spain, but also, also five English clubs. Based on everything you just said, I think you're going to be annoyed that you don't have the answer now. But then again, I know the answer, so I'm in a position of privilege here. Um, this might be a strange shout. No, because no, I'll say it anyway because I know I know it's not right. Rocky Santa Cruz. Oh no! It is no, not we'll, Rocky Santa we'll move Cruz. On to the next, to the next one. Listeners at home, let us know if you beat Joe at City Report Pod on all social media. All right. At Arsenal, I was given the nickname Baby Kanu. Oh my God. So he played for Arsenal, five English clubs, only won the Copa del Rey. This is really, this is going to really, this is going to really annoy me when I. It's going to annoy you. Yeah, it is. Oh, so they were, so they. So to, to sum it up, they weren't here when we were good. They played for Arsenal. They were nicknamed the Baby Kanu. So I'm assuming is an African player who had some kind of really meteoric rise at some point. And they only won a trophy in Spain and nowhere else. So didn't even win anything at Arsenal when they were there. Oh my god. No, I've got absolutely no. Because if you go to, if, usually if you go to Spain, they're not an English player. Okay. No, no. Here we go. I was the BBC African Footballer of the Year in 2007 and the African Player of the Year in 2008. African Player of the Year in 2008. Played for Arsenal. Oh, this is gonna annoy. It's annoying me now that you don't have it. So, <laughs> <laughs> played played for Arsenal, played for us. African Footballer of the Year in two thousand eight. So not so not a bad player by any means. Um. So Baby Kanu must mean that they were a striker. Oh my god! I'm gonna hate myself when I don't get this. No. Ready for the next I've got, clip? I've got, yeah, go on, go on. Okay. I finished my career at AC Semasi, a club in Togo. Oh my God. I'm so annoyed I didn't get this. This is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Adebayor. Why did, why did I not know that until that? But I, until you said the word Togo, I had literally no idea. I don't know if you oh, deserve our, that, our clapping, no, d- but... All of that makes so much... All the clues make so much sense when I know that it's Adebayor. That is the worst. Yeah, that was, actually, uh, that was a poor showing. That was terrible. That was poor I, was, I was What I was doing there, I was, I, was, I was actually keeping it entertaining for the listeners so they could keep guessing along. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. After the second... Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we'll say. That's what we'll Meanwhile, say. some listener has driven their car off a cliff in frustration <laughs> from screaming at the radio. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Sorry you want to listen well, to that. That'll do for us today. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, see you later.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.